What's up, everybody? Welcome to Stick to Football Bleacher Reports College Football and NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller. Joined, it is 1 a.m. Friday morning. Mello and Connor, we are standing in the podcast studio at Bleacher Report New York. And uh, what a night. Round one is in the books, guys. God, it it feels good. Um, Not as many surprises, actually, as we were expecting before. A couple trades, a couple surprise, you know, slides or picks. But overall, mock drafts this year are pretty accurate. Yeah, I needed that. That's good after last year. Yeah, it is. I think we're just really getting good at it. And I think another thing about it is we didn't see a whole lot of trades in the top 10 picks. We only see one trade come through. So that makes the mock drafts a little bit easier to do when you don't have to predict teams going all over the board. Now, after that, it got pretty interesting, and players started, or sorry, picks started getting traded, so that made it more difficult. But the the first couple picks, I think it, it kind of lined out how we thought it would. It's going to be a short recap of this morning for you guys. Hopefully you watched the Bleacher Report stream on Twitter, YouTube, or the app. You got a lot of mine and Connor's opinions. Mello, we're excited to hear yours. Uh, we'll be back tonight, Friday night, doing that again. YouTube, Twitter, and the app. And again, Saturday morning, the three of us will actually be together doing that show. So I think right now, let's start with Kyler Murray. I just want to say we told you so. That's all I want to say about it. I just wanted to be like, yeah, yeah, we told you it was going to happen. I had that tweet in the holster for so <laughs> a while, so yeah. long. Um, to all the haters? <laughs> no. I mean, I- I'm happy for Kyler, happy for the University of Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, uh, the Heisman Trophy Foundation. Really? Yeah, I'm just trying to be nice. Uh, so I-, I feel like Kyler... Bosa, Quinnen, chalk, chalk, chalk. All right? No surprises. Were you surprised by any of those, Mello? Absolutely not. Okay. Then the Raiders come out. And Mike Mayock, first-time GM, not sitting on the NFL Network studio set. He takes Cleveland Furl. And I think that was the first moment where I was like, oh, okay. Didn't see that come. Thought maybe at 24? Mm -hmm. Not at four. We were surprised, Mello. What was your... What was your... Very surprised. Did not expect him to go top 10 but I will tell you I love the player uh they maybe they reach for it but again if this is your guy and you know he's your number one edge rusher you take him at four you don't trade back to seven and let somebody else come up and maybe take him it takes one team liking your guy so if you like this pick you like that player you take him at four and I think the Raiders had a very good draft and it started out with Cleveland Furl I mean you look at the haul that they get they go Furl Furl at four Jacobs and Jonathan Abram Jonathan Abram those three guys, regardless of the pick, yeah, that's a good draft. That is really good. So draft. they're all set. I mean, maybe they reached a little bit at four, but I don't care. I think they did a very good job, and uh, apparently they did it without their scouts. So kudos to Mike <laughs> yeah. Mayock, right? Yeah, kudos to Mayock. Um, at five, we saw Devin White come off the board. That was expected. At six, the Giants did something that y- y'all made fun of me when I said Daniel Jones could go top ten, oh. and he went top ten. He went six overall. He went QB two. Second quarterback taken yeah. in this draft goes number six overall to the Giants. But again, I don't think that was really even a surprise. A lot of people had been talking about it. Uh, I I almost want to do a 180 on Daniel Jones because I feel bad for him. Me too, actually. MetLife really Stadium has already booed him. They announced the pick at like a monster truck rally that's going on there. The whole stadium booed <sighs> Really? Everybody, yeah. Everybody on Twitter is already killing this thing, man. I, I feel really bad for him. He's not worth the sixth pick, but I, I kind of hope he has a good career. I mean, I feel bad for him, too. When you look at the situation, the fans are not mad at Daniel Jones. They are mad that Dave Gettleman yep. traded away their favorite player in Odell Beckham and then drafted Daniel Jones sixth overall. Mm-hmm. And then, 
And then Dexter, Dexter Lawrence. Lawrence and then 17. Dexter Lawrence, which, remember when we did our last Mock Draft Monday, I said that one to you guys, and, and all I, three of us agreed it didn't make sense. I, <laughs> yeah, I like threw up in my mouth when you said it. Uh, they did redeem themselves a little bit, traded back in for DeAndre Baker, who I like. So it's like you got one out of three. It was, was pretty good. <laughs> but did they need to trade up for him? Probably not. Like we had heard, and then, you know, you hear things, and we can't always report what we're hearing. You hear that DeAndre Baker's not going to go first round. Yeah. So the need to come back up and trade and get him, it's probably another move that Gettleman kind of messed up on. Didn't have to make. Also, how about these corners left on the board? Yeah, one corner goes in the first round and it's DeAndre Baker. I I think that is a shock. Yeah, which was definitely their best pick. But Byron and Greedy sitting there. Rocky Sin, I mean, I I know you're high on him, Matt. And uh, Melo, your guy Justin Lane. Some exciting quarters yeah, yeah. to kick off round two. And yeah. we'll get to, uh, on the second half of this recap, I want to talk about the best players who were left on the board. We'll run through some of those. Um, to round out the top ten, Josh Allen goes seven. He slipped a little. Uh, TJ Hawkinson goes eight. That's about what we expected. Ed Oliver goes nine. About what we expected. Then the Steelers trade up for Devin Bush. This was one of my favorite moves that we really didn't get a lot of time to talk about. They identified a huge need, and they realized that there were two good players at that position in this draft. Once Devin White came off the board, I loved that Pittsburgh got aggressive and went to get him. Yeah, and I don't feel like they had to give up too much to go get him. I mean, they still have some good picks in the rest of the draft here. So you think that's going to be your middle linebacker for the future that you can build your defense around? You know the Steelers want to. You know their their fan base wants that good, strong defense. So if Devin Bush is your guy, that's the value that we saw him at. We thought maybe the Broncos would take him at 10. Yeah. But the, the Broncos... You know, they move back, Steelers come up, and he still goes at 10. I, I think it's a good pick. And you know John Elway, he can't draft a quarterback, so go ahead and get yourself a, a Pro Bowl middle linebacker to lead your team. I know Connor and I spent the whole night together in the desk, but what were some of the picks that really surprised you outside of, like, Daniel Jones? Did Chris Lindstrom surprise anyone at 14? Super yeah. early. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really want to be alone there. Me. I felt like I like Chris Lindstrom, and I understand uh, they went Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry, which I actually really liked that they doubled up on the O-line, just solved the problem on the right side. But it felt early for Lindstrom at 14. It it did, I, but you know that you had a problem there, and if he's your number one guy at interior offensive lineman, I guess you take him. Uh, probably could have traded back, but then you run into teams like the Panthers and the Vikings, and they could have taken him, so... Take yeah. your guy at 14 if he's there. Yeah, I thought a couple of good offensive linemen fell into Seattle's lap, so the LJ Collier pick surprised me a little yeah, bit. It just, was. There was a lot of picks in this draft where, and I could see you and I, Matt, both on the desk struggling what to grade them with because they were safe, high-floor picks with mm-hmm. awful value. So you don't want to sit there and go, well, I give this a C or a D because like, cause then people will be like, well, you were wrong. He's actually good. Yeah, But there are times where you need to, you know, you gotta shoot swing. your shot, take yeah. a swing. And a lot of teams in this draft did not want to do that. Uh, one team did. The Houston Texans at 23 took Titus Howard. Yeah. And when this happened, I just I wanted Melo to be on the desk with us so badly because this was his guy. And I, I shouted him out in the video we did. He told me a couple weeks ago, he's like, you got to get up on Titus Howard, man. He's a really good player. So I went. We didn't have a lot of film on him. Went and watched what we could. And was like, yeah, he, he moves really well. He could play left or right tackle. How surprised were you, Melo, when he went at 23? Honestly, I wasn't. After they got jumped and the Eagles came up and they took Dillard, you knew that they had to address the offensive line. And you look at the people that are there, they needed help at at tackle. And this was the next tackle for me. I thought maybe Dalton Reisner would be in play here. But I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, 23 is a little bit high for him maybe. But to see him go at the back end of the first round, that's about where I had him valued. Yeah, Yeah, he he snuck in for sure. There was rumors that I think 
the problem here was they didn't get their guy in Andre Dillard, and yep. they, I don't want to say panicked, because they might have liked Titus Howard a lot more than we were led on to believe. Yeah, I think it's interesting now to look back at how many of the picks, uh, and I'm not just trying to like talk us up, because mock drafts are, are guesswork, no, but, we did but well how many year. of the picks were like, Nailed, and I I made fun of this, but like people got so mad at me that I had Dwayne Haskins falling to fifteen, and he fell to fifteen, and then like we had Garrett Bradbury, we had Josh Jacobs, we had Jeffrey Simmons. Um, so I felt like the the draft this year followed a lot of the trends that we were seeing in mock drafts. I think if people went and listened to the last mock draft Monday, you'd be shocked at even if we didn't hit the player, we were hitting the position. So like teams really stuck to their needs this year more than we normally see. That's why I don't think there were a lot of surprise picks here. No, and Hollywood Brown was the first wide receiver taken. That was something that we felt, you know, pretty confident in for a long time. So yeah. when it came down to it, yeah, not a ton of surprise picks. Ed Oliver to the Bills has been going on forever. That's a fantastic, fantastic pick. So you look across the board, and I actually was pretty optimistic or at least positive about most of these drafts. Yeah, I thought Green Bay surprised us a little because we had all thought maybe tight end and offensive line. And they actually instead went uh, and got Rashawn Gary. So they got an edge who can play up front. And then they got Darnell Savage, who I, I had heard in the last four or five days, like, man, his name was just high on a lot of teams' boards. So Green Bay trades up to get him. I actually like that draft for a team that, that came into tonight with two picks. They do move up uh, from 30 to 21 and get, I think, the best true free safety in this draft. I mean, he's, he has a lot of range, and I don't know if he's the best true free safety. I really like Deontay Thompson out of Alabama, but he is definitely not as thick as Savage is. Savage can come up and he can do a little bit more in the run game, and Deontay Thompson can't do that. Uh, I like the fact that they're still addressing the defense. They did it with free agency. They're still building around it. You have a very good quarterback. Go ahead and build up that defense, and then maybe you can make a run and be a playoff team and contend for some more Super Bowls. Before we go to our first break, uh, I do want to ask your both of your thoughts. Um, Lefko has decided I cannot be a fan of multiple teams. I'm a Niners fan only now. So I want to ask you, Mello, as Nikhil Harry's biggest supporter, he was your number one receiver, what was your feeling? And Connor, what was your feeling seeing the Patriots get the Patriots drafted a receiver in the first round? I've never seen this happen. So competing takes here from my my two boys. It's great for me because I'm not a Patriots fan like you might be, Matt. <laughs> uh, but my number one receiver just got paired up with the number one quarterback of in, all in time. The world. <laughs> like this is a can't miss prospect now. Like he might have been absolute dog shit, and I was going to be wrong. But guess what? Now he has Tom Brady throwing him the football. He, He's he's gonna hit. This is how I felt when Michael Thomas went to the Saints. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like, oh, okay. Here I'm we like go. strutting, and that'll lead yeah. me tomorrow with Kelvin Harmon. I yeah. need Kelvin <laughs> Harmon to go to the Rams or you know yeah. wherever it may be, and Saints. I'll be the I'll be the first to tell you that shit matters so much. <laughs> oh, it really does. Great pick for New England. I mean, he'll be fine there. The Jets don't have any corners anyway, so I it say, couldn't have got worse. Yeah. Jermaine Johnson <laughs> walk out on. I'll tell you though, the Ravens were on the clock, and I was like, shit. Nikhil Harry's going to go here, and he's not going to have a quarterback that can throw him the football. Seattle had those back-to-back picks, and I kept saying they like him, they like him, but then yeah. they kind of trade for one of them. So, yeah, yeah. Right. I was a little nervous with the Ravens on the on the clock, but pairing him up with Tom Brady, I mean, I could catch a thousand yards <laughs> with Tom Brady. I want to see that happen. When we come back, we're going to run through the best players available on the board, find out why guys like Jawan Taylor and Greedy Williams are still out there. All right, guys, we are back, and I want to do something that we didn't get a chance to do during the live stream. Uh, and again, that will be on Friday night, 
Bleacher Report Twitter, YouTube, and in the app. So make sure you check that out. We appreciate all of you guys who were watching, tweeting at us, uh, that you enjoyed the stream. That I saw some of you saying you were turning your TV off. That's like the greatest compliment that we can receive. So thank you for that. Uh, let's run through some of the guys who are still available on the board. I'm just going to go down my big board. And where I have news to, to throw in here, I will. A.J. Brown still on the board. I don't think this was that much of a surprise. We kind of felt like his range was 25 to 35. He should come off the board fairly early Friday tonight, Friday night. Yeah, I think he is going to come off the board. Spoiler alert, very early. Pick 34 to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, it just it seems like too good of a pairing there. Give Andrew Luck another big target. I really like A.J. Brown. He was probably my number two receiver in this draft. But you know what? We also have another very good receiver in D.K. Metcalf still available. Absolutely. Greedy Williams still on the board, guys. And uh, this is so unfortunate because Greedy goes through the whole draft process, doesn't take one team visit. I've never heard of this happening. And you start to hear things like maybe he has a bad reputation. Tyron Matthew actually tweeted Friday, uh, Thursday night, Friday morning. He was like, it seems like someone maybe gave my guy... Uh, greedy a bad reputation and i think he was alluding to someone on a network because he said like that guy always has his favorites so wasn't me because you because you yeah you guys gonna have a relationship there. honey badger and i are good we ain't no problems man i'm, I'm good with that. trying to get greedy to fall to a certain team <laughs> i'm not doing anything i ain't messing with that <laughs> stuff um i like greedy he was my top corner in this class but you do hear things about um and i've not i've not heard it from a lot of teams but from some teams they do worry about maturity there I think I'm ready for the run on wide receivers to begin. Melo just brought it up when you talk about A.J. Brown to the Colts. That's a seamless fit. How about Debo Samuel to the 49ers? Another one we've yep, all talked about one, yeah. a lot. So you look across the board. Where's J.J. Arcega-Whiteside going to go? Yeah. Nicole Hardman. Hey, I heard your Chiefs might need some speed pretty soon. So <laughs> Paris I mean, Campbell. I mean, Not ready to talk about that yet, Yeah, Carter. seriously. Yeah. I don't blame you. We're going to we're gonna let that you know solve itself. We're going to let right that now. figure itself out and so that we don't jump. Any to any conclusions? Uh, um, we're not. I, I will say because that just came up. We're not hiding from the Tyree Kill situation. I think we're all very upset about it because uh, Melo and I. You know, we're all humans. You don't have to have a child to care that a three year old got hurt. Uh, it's a terrible situation, and I, I think you have to let due process happen. And if there is even. If he's guilty of any of this, then um, I, he I should hope never play football again. Yeah, and he should probably never see daylight again. So that's my my take on that. Let's move on. Byron Murphy's still on the board. I I caught a lot of heat um, when he ran his slow forty, and I tweeted, "I've never seen a four five five guy go in the first round at corner." Add in the fact that he's five eleven, it, it's just it's just measurable. Yeah, for small him. frame. Yep, small frame, not that fast. I have him eleventh overall. I really like. He's him my best player too. available. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know. Whatever reason, his 40 time, the weight was an issue. He put on weight for the combine. He still couldn't run. I think we're going to see a lot of corners come off the board and a lot of receivers come off the board early in round two. There's a lot of teams with a lot of needs, and there's some players there. It's supply and demand. It's not that hard to figure out. Taylor Rapp is available. We know why he is. The poor 40 time was going to drop him. He also had a hip injury that kept him out of the Rose Bowl. Next up, though, on my board, guys, was 25 overall Jawan Taylor. And a player that at one point was mocked heavily at seven overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, and I saw a lot of people tweeting, like, why is this guy falling? I've been told that it's a bad knee and that this knee is apparently a lot worse than people it thought. It must be because this is a fall for him. Yep. I mean, we were saying top 10. You look at it. I know Matt on our boards that they've shown tonight, we were lower. We had him in the late 20s. But yeah. at the end of the day, this guy should definitely be off the board if healthy. Yeah, I mean, we thought he was going to go seven overall. I think we did that on our last mock draft, or at least we've talked about it. And then if not seven, maybe 12, maybe 14, but we still see him available here in the second round. 
I think teams can take that chance now on a second round pick with a guy with a bad knee. We because, saw that with Harold Landry last year. Right. Where teams exactly. were worried about, I think it was a hip with him, you know, or maybe it was back. It was something like that. Um, Cody Ford still available. That was a bit of a surprise. I wonder if we had anything to do with this with the Twitter fight that we started between him and Charles Minnehill. I think it just goes back to teams probably view him as a guard only and not a tackle. And if you view sense. him as only a guard, then who's he competing with? Like Chris Lindstrom? And then you're going to fall down the board a while if teams don't view you as a tackle prospect. And Charles who kind of got the best of him, so maybe they don't view him as a tackle. On Twitter and the field. And, and like you guys were saying earlier, there will be a run on corners and receivers, and here's my board here. Trayvon Mullen is out there. Rocky Sin, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, and Paris Campbell are still out there. Mello, I know you're writing a mock draft uh, that'll be in the Bleach Report app for rounds two and three. Do these guys just fly off the board? Oh, God. Well, two? since it's already out, um, A.J. Brown to the Colts, D.K. Metcalf to the Raiders because, of course, yeah. uh, Debo Samuel, Matt, your 49ers pick him up. Then I have Greedy Williams flying off the board to the Seahawks. It's, we're going to see a lot of these guys start to come off the board. It's going to be exciting for day two because there are a lot of big names. And say yeah. what you want about D.K. Metcalf. He's probably one of the biggest names in this whole draft, and he's going to be there on night two. Yeah. It kind of works out for the NFL. Really you still does. have some really Big good names, yes. and you just throw them out there. Hey, look at uh, Greedy Williams. This is what he looked like on night one. We're going to go ahead and bring him back. Yeah. And guess what? DK Metcalf's here, too. You probably heard about him at the Combine. He did some things. And I, and I was going to say, there, there are two names, big names. Your guy's top running back, David Montgomery. Yes. Yep. Where do you think the best fit for him is going to be coming back tonight? We saw one back go to the Raiders. I mean, we've the, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Ravens. Maybe the Houston Texans, they have two picks tonight. Uh, where do you guys see David Montgomery as a good fit? I think you hit the nail on the head there with the Texans. They I said have, I named like eight teams. They I have, hope I did. <laughs> but they have two picks, so right back-to-back back, they can address some needs, and they definitely need a running back. And David Montgomery, lucky for him, he fits every scheme. He can run for power. He can be elusive. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. So any team that values a running back here in the second round could definitely snatch him up, and it would make sense. Yeah, I'm with you all the way. Talk about a three-down player that is ready to play football at the next level. David Montgomery is that guy. Two other guys that I'm really high on, or at least one of them I used to be, but you look at Taylor Rapp and Ja'Kai Polite here. Yeah. I can't wait to see where they go. Number one, I think Taylor Rapp will be the steal of day two, along with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. But Polite is a guy that's a boomer bust pick. And somebody's going to roll those dice on day two. I can't wait to see where he goes. I can't decide if he's like Randy Gregory or Justin Houston. You know, it's like Man. it could go either way. It really, so, really can. I have to point this out. I'm not trying to like shout out my own mock draft that I'm doing, but I am. So humble brag. <laughs> no, keep it going. I have Taylor Rapp and Ja'Kai Polite both going to the Patriots. Oh, my God. <laughs> can you not? <laughs> I'm oh. sorry, Connor. <laughs> but don't they pick like 12 times tomorrow? They so, do. Yeah. yeah, like so, a million picks. Uh, it's They're fair. Like, the odds it. game was that they end up there. Yeah. All right. How about uh, there's one quarterback left on the board that we thought maybe would go round yeah. one. Drew Locke is still out there. I, I do feel badly for him, man. And um, we have a lot of friends who are Mizzou fans. Uh, I know you guys listen to every show. I want to remind you of those tweets when I said he wasn't going to go first round. And you all saved those tweets because they were like, hey, when he goes first round, we're going to fire those tweets at you Thursday night. And like troll you. Well, like, well, we're waiting. I, thought, I, I will say, I thought he was going first round, but me um, too. I've just been an idiot. But all those Mizzou fans can sit on those tweets. But it seemed like a, we had heard a lot of teams had him as quarterback too. And to have him sitting here in the second round is pretty surprising. I thought we would definitely see four quarterbacks go in the first round, and, and we didn't. So Drew Locke sitting there, a lot of teams could come up and make a play. 
Uh, you know the Colts like to trade down. I wouldn't be surprised if they went there. If the Cardinals can get some value at that first pick, if you're a team that needs a quarterback, this is your chance to go get a guy that could be your franchise quarterback. And Dolphins, it's a round. Broncos, there are teams that have a needed quarterback, which segues perfectly to where I wanted to end the show, guys. The Arizona Cardinals took Kyler Murray, as expected. Now they have to trade Josh Rosen. And I think that's what they spend all day Friday trying to figure out, get the best value. We've heard the Dolphins, the Chargers were a team that was interested. The yep. Patriots could be interested. They have 11 picks to still use in this draft. Mm-hmm. What's the best situation as guys who, Connor, he was your number one quarterback last year. Yeah. Uh, he was my number three quarterback last year. Melo, he was your two, number two. So we liked Josh Rosen. No There's doubt. a lot of traits there. I think the best fit for him, like, I want him to go to Miami because I want him to go somewhere where he can just play and like play immediately and just be able to prove people wrong. I, I don't want him to go to San Diego and get stuck behind Phillip Rivers who doesn't want to mentor a young quarterback. Right. I don't want him to go to New England and be stuck behind Tom Brady for five more years. Mm-hmm. Like I want him to go play right now. And Miami's the only spot that, that I see where there's an open job now. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think that's probably the best landing spot. They, and they do have some second-round picks. Uh, they have pick 48. Maybe they could move that. I think you I don't, the third round. I was going to say, I don't know if we're going to see him go for a second round pick, though, which is absolutely crazy that teams aren't going ahead and volunteering that second round pick. Like, they pick at 78. If he Dolphins was in do. this draft, he'd be my number one quarterback. Yeah. No questions asked. The, I, the Giants would have drafted him at six tonight. Yeah, definitely. But for some reason, they wouldn't give up a second round pick. For <laughs> I him. wonder if anything's going to come out after he gets traded about locker room stuff. Oh, of course it will. Yeah, I whether bet it's, it does. whether it's real or not, or how the severity of it—it yeah. it always gets exaggerated from the team perspective, then yeah. brought back down from the player perspective. I actually really would like to see the Bengals make a call, and I know we've heard mm-hmm. no buzz there at all. But you talk about yeah. Zach Taylor, Andy Dalton's not his guy. Why don't you try, you know? tryouts essentially at this point because they're not taking a quarterback as far as we know there's going to be some good ones in these next couple of drafts see what bring rosen in see what you got he fits the system schematically and it's cheap mm-hmm. it's cheap it's really cheap yeah or just trade him straight up swap Dalton, quarterbacks right Dalton. here Dalton yeah. can go be right, your uh, quarterback tutor and then we'll take rosen off your if hands. you were the titans I know that Mariota and Tannehill, or like the Bucks, like you're not keeping Jameis. I but both teams are going to give their guy one more year because they it's were ridiculous. the number one and number two pick, so they're going to give them that fifth year to prove that they are bad quarterbacks. Quarterback that's what we've seen. purgatory. What about the Broncos? Uh, they I don't, they it, apparently believe Flacco's no, the guy. Yeah, yeah, and it's very believable if you know who's running the show. So. Yeah, Rosen's not tall enough to play in Denver. I, I did uh, mention tonight that I'm available for GM jobs. I want to keep this job because I really like it, but I think I could do both. Just Moonlight as Moonlight. an NFL GM. I could do better than I think, you could get I think I could do it. All right, boys, that is our show. Uh, come back Friday night. Get on YouTube. Get on the BR app if you're out and about. Get on Twitter. We will be streaming the draft coverage live, all 64 picks in rounds two and three. Myself, Connor, Adam Lefko, Mello will be hitting you on Twitter. Uh, and then come back Saturday morning, the three of us on the desk, breaking downs round four and five. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you have subscribed. Download all the shows. We love those five-star reviews. And we will holler at you real soon. 